Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be taking a break from our usual format of discussing Beef Watch newsletter articles. Today's Beef Watch Podcast is a producer's perspective, and I have the privilege of being joined by John Ravenscroft, who's part of Three Bar Cattle Company, located south of Menzel in Cherry County. Thanks for joining me today, John. Yes, you're welcome. John, before we dive into talking about the focus of our conversation today, which is around how your operation there utilizes a combination of stalker yearlings together with cow-calf to effectively utilize the forage you produce, share with us a little more about yourself, your background, and the history of the ranch there. Okay, sure. My granddad and dad purchased this land we're on right now in 1959 that's when we moved down here I was 10 years old and I've been here on the same place ever since we've uh, always had ran cow calf and keeping our calves over to yearlings has always been our program we put up hay in the summer and feed it in the winter and always calved March 20th the heifers would start March 1st we did that up until, oh, 1985. In 86, me and, me and my brother were here operating the ranch with my dad, and we'd always have a couple of hired married men helping us. In 86, we started with a holistic resource management uh, management on our ranch. We would went to an Allen Savory School. We moved our calving to May 1st. We've been calving May 1st ever since then. We originally, we just purchased our, all our cows we needed, we just purchased them. And then we bred them to uh, terminal cross bulls, the Keenina bulls, which the best thing we did about that was we never kept any replacements out of them for breeding. And then I have three sons. Two of the sons are here with me now with their families. And they were kind of wanting to raise our own replacement heifers. So oh, probably the last 10 years or, well, maybe longer than that, we've been raising our own replacement heifers. And we use Red Angus bulls. My son and his wife have a registered Red Angus herd. So we use the, we still sell yearlings. We winter the calves over here on the ranch and go to grass with them and sell them usually in September. And then we purchase heifers, calves, usually January through March, 500-pound heifers, and spay them and go to grass with them to use up what grass, extra grass we have. The, so that's kind of the history of where we're at with the ranch right now probably. So, John, I guess as I understand it, then the calves that are born on the ranch, both heifers and steers, are they grazed through the winter and then you also buy in heifers that you can kind of use as some flex cattle for your grass as well? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, we, the calves, we overwinter this, we have started uh, feeding them a grain mix and bunks. We give them some hay. The calves we buy, We'll cake and range them pretty much. We'll, we'll feed them some hay. The cows, we don't 
don't feed them any. We've been getting by without feeding them any hay. We like to have enough grass. We sell the yearlings, and then we like to have enough grass left over to winter these cows on. So with the dry conditions this summer, we're gonna, it's going to be kind of nip and tucked this winter probably. I think we're going to get through this summer okay, but the winter regrowth is going to be a little shorter. John, share a little bit about how the the heifer calves that you buy, as well as the ones you retain yourself from your own herd, how do you use those to provide some flexibility to manage just the variation you have from year to year in forage production, especially a year like this where it's a little bit dry? Okay. The nice thing about the yearlings, you can you can sell them earlier if if you need to. You can sell them earlier. And then one thing I should mention on we use our yearlings we probably hay about a third of the ground that we used to hay. We have a lot of low ground that has drainage ditches in it and wouldn't put up real high quality hay. We graze that ground with the yearlings with yearlings and saves hay in it. And we figure or you can get a lot more per acre, pounds of beef per acre off of that ground by grazing it than you do by haying it. So that's really been a, one major change in our operation that we've done. The, yeah, we like the flexibility with the yearlings. You can keep them a little longer if you want to, if you have the extra grass. We have kept them up till October before, part of them. You can sell part of them and the bigger end and keep the smaller end. And we like that, doing that. Also, we like the yearlings. You winter them, you get your cheap gain through the summer on them then. You'll, we usually figure 200 pounds gain through the summer on yearlings pretty consistently. As you think about your, your winter program, you mentioned your own cattle. You've got a grain mix and then the heifer calves you buy are cake and range. What's kind of your target weight to have the cattle you retain from your own herd as well as your purchased cattle for a target turnout weight? What do you like to have those cattle at? Oh, that's kind of interesting how that works. Uh, we just like all oh, on them purchased heifers. They'll probably be weighing close to five, five. We'll put 50 pounds on them through the winter. They don't gain a lot through the winter. We figure they'll make that up through the summer. The home-raised cattle, we feed where we grain makes them. They'll gain pound a day probably. Probably shoot for a pound a day on them and go to grass with them weighing probably six, 600. We push the heifers, so we're gonna breed a little bit harder, trying to get a little more growth on them. We're, we're calving May and then we're breeding them to calve the first of April, the, our first calf heifers, so they're a little younger. They're not even two years old yet when they're calving. So, but seems to get along pretty good. Of course, we always have plenty of heifers that don't breed back it seems like but I guess that's the way it is. As you think about the marketing program for your yearlings do you sell those through an auction barn do you sell them through the video privately how do those cattle leave the ranch in terms of being marketed? Well we use all three of those probably we 
sell some private. I like that the best. We probably sell the majority over video auction. That's where we sell the majority of them. And then uh, usually the smaller end we go to the sale barn with. So either Bassett or Valentine here, or local sale barns. The, the, we're real happy with the video auction, and but we like the private treaty also. Methane we like is a high price to get them for them. I guess you found a pretty willing or ready market for your yearling cattle then as you think about marketing them? Yes, seem to have, yeah. Yeah, so we've been fortunate so far. It's been the purchased yearlings, I guess, knock on wood, have worked real well for us over the years. The, then our home-raised ones, I think that one key element of operation is knowing what your costs are. That really helps you determine what you want to sell them for. You mentioned you go to purchase a five weight heifer and then you get them spayed and grow them through the summer. Is there a particular region you pick that class of cattle for the group of cattle you want to bring in to complement what you have there already? Well, the, we always talk about buying steers, but I guess the reason we don't is they just cost more. Of course you can sell them for more too, but it seems like we always end up, We've never really, we've never purchased steers. We've always just done the heifers with the Spain program. The we've talked about steers, but I think mostly just you can buy the heifers for less money. So main reason we do the heifers, they they seem to do well too. Then spaying them, main spaying them, then you don't have to worry about bulls getting with them and having to prey them and and do all that. One of the things you mentioned is that you've shifted from haying some of the wet areas or, or meadows that you traditionally had or are now grazing those. Are you doing anything from a fertilization or improvement perspective to uh, enhance what you get in terms of production there? What does that look like in terms of management? On the No, we don't do any commercial fertilizer. The, our home raised calves that we carry over through the winter, we, as long as the weather's good, we like to feed them out on the meadows. I think we get a lot of fertilizer or manure out on the meadows that way. The way you're grazing these meadows, I think we're getting a lot more production than we did when we hate them. Just with the manure and cattle out on there, really. We, we usually we rotate through them. We figure a 30-day rest there on the meadow. So every 30 days we're coming back. We'll we'll get about five rotations through the summer with the meadow yearlings. So I think that's pretty good, probably. Do you have any challenges with health grazing those wet meadows? Things like foot rot or more pink eye than you would have out grazing the hills. Yeah, the, yes, I think, I think there's probably more hoof rod, probably. Uh, this time of year right now, it's interesting, the hoof rod will just about set your clock, about the last of June to the first of August seems to be the hoof rod season. We've started giving, the last two years, a hoof rod shot, 
in the spring when we go to grass. And that sure helps, or that sure works for us anyway, I, I believe. But we still have some hoof rot. We'll have, but not like we used to. We'd usually go sort them off and give them some LA 200. And so, yeah, there is, the pink eye doesn't, oh, we have some, we haven't had any too bad this year, or in the yearlings this year with pink eyes. So, but yeah, I suppose that wet ground does contribute to hoof rot. John, anything else that you feel like really works well as you think about how the stalker yearlings complement your cow-calf operation? Well, I think it. we might, as we're building our cow, cow herd, we might be cutting down on some of the yearling, yearlings uh, that we run. But, yeah, I think it gives you some flexibility in your marketing, having the yearlings. The, and then the grass left from the yearlings, the cows can use in the winter those pastures that they've been in so i guess i can't think of anything else really on that perspective i think you get good gain on them yearlings through the summer well john i appreciate your time today and thanks for sharing a little bit about your operation there and how stock your yearlings complement your cow calf there with the resources you have in the sand hills Okay, you're welcome. Thank you. For more information on stalker yearling management as part of a cow-calf operation, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. At the website, you can find more information on these topics.